Hello and welcome to Story Untold. I'm Martin Bauman and my guest this week has a story really unlike any other guest I've had on the show thus far. Michael Quetting is a lab manager for the Max Planck Institute for Ornithology. He lives on Lake Constance in Germany. He's also the author of Papa Goose, the story of seven goslings he raised from birth in order to get them to fly. He did it as part of a research project with the Institute, and the things he learned from it, from Seven Little Geese, is fun to hear about. Here's his story. So maybe first things first is uh, how does a guy become a father figure to a flock of geese? How do you end up playing that father role? So uh, to start from the from the very first beginning, um, I'm an employee of the Max Planck Institute in Radovzell in southern Germany at the Lake of Constance. And at this institute, we are uh, interested in migration of animals, especially birds. And we developed some uh, new data loggers, which can record uh, data in, in uh, high definition. You get really big data of, out of these loggers. And uh, so we wanted to test them on animals. And mm-hmm. so it's quite easy to, to catch animals and get the loggers on their backs. But it's not so easy to catch them, to re-catch them and get the loggers back because the, the data is so big. Yeah. that you can't uh, send it over the over the cell phone net so uh-huh. you have to to get the loggers back and uh, attach uh, or connect the loggers to a, to a computer and do a data readout and so uh, we found that uh, imprinting geese was the right thing for testing the loggers so uh, i'm the guy who can fly microlights and i'm an employee of the institute so they choose me to do it, or they ask me to do it. Yeah. Now, what what kind of data are you hoping to gather by putting trackers on these geese? What are the maybe the future implications of what you could do with data like that? Uh, we uh, try to estimate, uh, for in, for example, wind speed and wind direction out mm-hmm. of a bird's flight. When when a bird is carrying the logger on its back, uh, then we can grab the data in real time and then uh, we can estimate wind speed and wind direction for example if there is a sailor on the atlantic ocean and he faces a storm and uh, he, he sees on on the radar or something there is a storm four or five hundred kilometers in front he can he can uh, use the data from a frigate bird or something to yeah. look how is the wind speed and the wind direction and then perhaps oh, of this can change course so is this the idea that uh, theoretically we might have uh, birds flying around in the air and that they have trackers that are on them that we can yes. harness that data at any time and, and get a sense? They're, they're a personal yes. kind of uh, data collection uh, yes. carriers yes. for us. Yeah. Yes, because, because that, that data doesn't exist at the moment. Mm-hmm. So the real-time data on, on your, on your uh, point where, are you at, where you are at the moment, 2,000 meters above, nobody knows. Right. And if, if they would fly a bird with a data logger, then you can you can uh, grab these real-time data, which is very valuable. So you used a word earlier uh, in our conversation, which I want to get into, uh, imprinting. How do you go yes. about imprinting yourself as the, the parent of these geese? So if one of the, of the little uh, geese hatch and you are the first guy or thing that they see... Mm-hmm. And, and you take care of them, then they got imprinted to you. It has not to be a human. It also can be a football or something. Yeah. <laughs> if you show show it for quite a long time to them and nothing else, then they got imprinted to the football. 
Yeah. So uh, in, in my case, I took them out of the incubator and put them right under my shirt and speak to them and do some weird things like uh, talking geese voices to them. And I already tried to imprint them in, in the incubator yeah. uh, with reading a book for them or with uh, uh, playing uh, the noise of the propeller of the micro light to them and, and such things. So. Right, so you're trying to get them used to, well, first of all, the sound of your voice, but then also what what your micro light plane is yes. going to sound like, so they're comfortable with that. Yes. What yes. kind of books are you reading to the geese as they're as they're still hatching? Yes, it was it was Niels Holgersson. Yeah. The tale of Niels Holgersson. You know that story? Uh, no. no, no, I don't know that story. No, it's a it's a it's a Swedish tale, mm-hmm. and it's about a little boy who rides on on the back of a of a white geese with a flock of gray leggies and yeah. has some uh, adventures and so on. Yeah. Okay. So I, I tried this is this fits perfect too. <laughs> what uh, what were your thoughts going into this experiment uh, as you're 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 watching these geese hatch, you're you're sitting around and suddenly you have uh, these little goslings that are looking up to you uh, as being their their caretaker and uh, the one that's going to protect them. So in the in the beginning, I really didn't think so much about it because I always solve problems by doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always uh, go into something and try something and then I solve the problems when they occur. Uh, but as the, the hatching or the due date uh, comes closer or, or came closer, then I got a real, uh, really a little bit nervous because my feelings changed uh, and it felt like uh, a, a little bit like when, we're, when my, my human children were born and my, my wife was pregnant. And mm-hmm. so it was crazy somehow. And and unexpected that you might have uh, such a quick attachment. Yes. To, to, yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. You you have to ima- you have to imagine when you you uh, I got I got a telephone call from our animal caretaker in the morning at five and she said, "Wow, well, Michael, you have to come quick. Uh, one one eggshell is cracked and there is happening something." And then I rushed into the basement of the institute and. There was this uh, little egg, and you already could see the little beak. Uh, yeah. And uh, after ten hours, there was this uh, yellow, fluffy ball sitting there, looking at you and beeping at you. Yeah. And then it 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 goes really quick that the little goose conquer your heart. So. <laughs> Uh, I know that you know when when you, humans are born, when babies are born, uh, just the level of dependence. I mean, they really can't do anything for themselves. What is it like for a goose? How much how much time do you have to spend with them in those early hours and in those first few days um, in order to get them on their way? You have to you have to spend twenty four seven for three months with with them. Yeah. From the moment they hatch, you you are with them all of the time. Yeah, and you don't you, you don't meet any other any other humans. I lived with them in a trailer van in the in the in the forest. Yeah. So, yeah, Gloria was the first little gooseling to to hatch, and so I had my first night with uh, Gloria in yeah. the trailer. So. 
which was very very uh, funny. Yeah, so point. so paint a picture of uh, of the the living situation you have, where you are, where the first the little goslings are, and then where they're going to be once they're a bit more grown. What the place looked like. So so in in the beginning we only had this uh, trailer. Yeah. Who, who stood at the at the edge of a forest of a little forest, and right beside the the trailer was an aviary. And in this aviary, in the wall of the aviary, I, I made a hole, which was right at the position of my sleeping room or my bed in the trailer. Yeah. With the, and uh, but in the in the in the first nights, I had a laundry uh, a laundry uh, basket. Yeah. Right right beside my bed, and I thought the little geese could sleep in the laundry basket, and I sleep in the bed. Right. So, but this turns out to be not possible. Yeah, not possible because uh, because they don't they don't want that, do they? No, no, yeah. no. At, uh, at at in in the first night, I had to take Gloria into my bed, and I wanted to put her on 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 a, yeah on on my on my pillow. Yeah. On uh, on on a towel. Yeah. Uh, but she she didn't want to stay there. She comes she came crawling under under the duvet. Yes, and there she slept. And yeah. I couldn't move the whole night, so <laughs> it was really crazy. And yeah. in the following nights, there were the the other six geese, and so we were seven in total. Yeah. And I had to sleep with one hand in the laundry <laughs> in the laundry basket because they wanted to sit on my hand. So yeah, yes. No wonder they they found their way into your heart so quickly. I mean, uh, how yes. could they not? It doesn't take long for you to realize that all these geese have their own very distinct personalities. What are the things yes. that you start to pick up on uh, as as you spend more and more time with them? So this was this was very astonishing for me because I didn't expect it that all of them had so different personalities. You you on on the one hand you had you had Paula or Paul later mm -hmm. at first i didn't know whether they were male or female right and in the end i got to know i took a blood sample and i got to know that they that we were all boys right. which was amazing <laughs> so we had paul, we had paul who was very lovely and very caretaking and he always wanted to come close and look after me and the 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 opposite was was freddy yeah who was the the the, the rebellious guy who who uh, yes, who, who always did the opposite of that what I wanted him to yeah. do. <laughs> so, and uh, yes, every little goosling has its own personality. Yeah. So. And so you're, as you're saying, you're trying to get these geese to do something. I mean, in time, you're trying to get them to fly with you. Uh, how do you go about getting them from hatching to to getting them ready to fly the way that you want them to? What are those? What are those months? Um, those three months when you're alone in a trailer with these geese, what does that look like? Yes, so so it 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 take uh, let's say about two months until their feathers are fully grown and mm -hmm. they are able to fly, and you don't have to teach geese how to fly; they can fly. Mm -hmm. That's the same if you want to teach a fish how to swim. So, what I had to teach them was uh, to follow me in the microlight. Mm -hmm. That was the crucial point, and for that we had a we had a daily training routine. So every morning we got out on a 
piece of grass outside which was really big in front of the institute and there was a barn in which the, we, we we had the micro light and pulled out the micro light and in the, in 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 the beginning you sit in the micro light and the geese follow you really slow you you mm -hmm. roll slow and they they follow you and yes and you extend it from time to time and then there is a point where they can fly and they follow you in the air it's a little bit simple. It's, yeah. it, it, it sounds very simple, but right. it's not. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, assuming things go well and they want to follow you and they want to, and they want to, because the challenge, as you write it, is you want to bring them a bit higher up in the air, but they keep on wanting to fly too low yes. to the ground. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's, that's, that, that's, that's because they don't want to waste energy. They, <laughs> they, they're, they, are really, they are really clever because... Yeah. They got to know that it doesn't make sense to fly only little circles around the airfield. Yeah. Normally, they fly in the morning from the lake to a cornfield and and eat, right. and in the evening they fly back. So there is a sense of wasting the energy for flying. Right, so, Beca because you're taking off and landing in the same place. They're figuring why why are we doing this? Yes, yes, and and to gain to gain uh, uh, really big heights. Is is that doesn't make sense for them, so they don't do it. Too much work. They're a little. They're a little lazy. Yeah. So. Uh, what surprised you as you found yourself spending more and more time with these geese? For me, the biggest surprise was that uh, first I thought that I would have to teach them how life works. Mm-hmm. But in the but in the end, it was vice versa. They huh. taught me what is really important in life. Yeah. To to feel as an integrated part of nature. If you that that was really heartwarming and and, yeah. and for me it was a kind of healing. Yeah. So what what did they teach you about uh, about life? Yeah, you can. Uh, the 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 first thing is to stay in the here and now, not always mm. to live in the past and not always to live in the future. How, how many times you are afraid of the next invoice of your insurance company mm. or something or that you have to pay taxes and then you get the letter from the tax officer or from the tax office and then you get money back. Mm -hmm. So you, yeah, you, you always are at thinking and doing and yeah, you can, you can learn from them to accept uh, things as they are. If there is no, nothing nothing to eat then there is nothing to eat and they yes so huh. it just goes on there, there's a there's a moment i think this kind of speaks to that a moment in the book where you finally get away from the geese it's been long enough that you can leave them on their own and so you go off ah finally a chance to be by myself go back into civilization you you take off you know your goose poop covered sweatshirt and uh, and put on probably a nice clean shirt yes and go for a beer uh, at a cafe and yes. and you find that something is lacking once you're there. Uh, tell me yes. about that. So for me, for me, it was uh, I when I when I got back to civilization, then I always had the feeling that I'm surrounded by zombies. Mm. So it, it it I was sitting in that cafe and the and the people around. Everybody has had his smartphone. Yeah. Instead of looking at the at the lake, and we have a really nice scenery. Yeah. Lake of Constance is great. Yeah. It, it's you have the you have the Alps and you have the lake, and it's really really nice scenery. Yeah. And the people sit there, drink one beer by another to get drunk. 
yeah. and look at their smartphone and don't talk to each <laughs> other. So I sat there and, and I, I, I felt like I'm sitting in between zombies or yeah. something like that. So Yeah. Uh, it is strange what you notice once you're off of your phone, just how many other people yeah. are on their phone. Uh, yeah. 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 You go along with this. There's a quote of yours, which I thought was great. Uh, and may, mind you, I'm sure this must be translated from German, and, uh, but the sensibility would be the same. Uh, the, the thought that uh, as humans, we're so proud of our intellect that we sometimes forget that it also limits us. You talk about how your intellect has killed off a wealth of experiences that you might have had exploring the natural world to just the, the sense that you can be surprised by something constantly new instead of maybe yes. grouping things or, or just um, taking things for granted. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I had, I had, I had uh, in the beginning, there was a moment uh, when I was lying outside and we had, it was May and we had in the night, we had zero degrees and the, and, and the, and the, and the geese always got up at 4.30 in the morning or 5 in the morning. Yeah. And so they wanted to go outside and I took my, my I don't know the English word for this little thing where you can lie on, which is isolating you against the, the cold oh, of, the, of the ground. Yeah, like an air mattress is what I would call yes, it. Yes, yeah. yes, that's, that, that's it. So I took that thing and I went outside and the, the, the geese played around and then after half an hour they come and yeah. want to rest. And they crawl under your shirt and then yeah. you, you lie there and it has zero degrees and it's really cold. Yeah. And and then the sun goes up behind a little mountain and you feel the warmth of the sun and you 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 see how nature comes to to life around you, how the insects want are flying around and and so this is really this is really crazy. This, yeah. If you if you are living your life mostly in in a virtual world like facebook yeah. or like instagram or whatsapp and 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 you have to and you focus on 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 such things and you you open your your view for such things then it's 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 amazing what it what it, what it does to your feelings you feel so so satisfied i yeah. guess it's Perhaps that's the right uh, description for that. Were were you, by virtue of doing this experiment with these geese, were you kind of on a digital detox of your own? Were you separated from from emails, or did you still have some kind of link to technology throughout? For the for the first four weeks, I didn't have any. I I, I wanted to avoid it. Yeah. But later, I had access to to my smartphone right. because I wrote a little blog. For, yeah. the, for the other employees of the institute. So uh, first I made some, some notes in a, in a little, on a piece of paper, in a little book of, of paper. And then I realized how good it is. For, for me, it was a real life changer at, the, at that moment. Mm. Uh, tell me about the parenthood aspect of being with these geese. You, you grow up, well, you, you watch them grow and, and watch them kind of nestle their way into your heart. And then... Uh, and then you start to deal with them having their own agency and their own ideas of what they want to do with their time, uh, having to try and keep them on track. And and uh, yes, yeah, yes. Sometimes they really got me on my nerves. Sometimes yeah. I wanted to smash them to the wall or something. <laughs> but it, it was it was it it wasn't all the time uh, wow and lovely and so it 
there were times which were really exhausting, especially when F Freddy started to 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 uh, show the others that they don't have to fly circles around the airfield. Yeah, he he showed them that you can take off, and after ten seconds you can turn to the left, land at the aviary, and eat some nice food. So yeah. that was. Uh, uh, a down point in the whole experiment. So because yeah. I didn't had at that point, I didn't collect any data by then. Yeah. So this the the whole experiment was on the edge. Right. And now, granted, I haven't been a parent, but uh, but it seems to me like a parenthood all over again of of raising these people until they they can think for themselves, and then realizing, oh no, yes. they they can think for themselves, and I can't <laughs> I can't get them to do yes. what I want yes. anymore. Yes, it's like puberty, I think. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it does take a while with these geese, getting them to, to fly the way you want them to. And, and it doesn't always work for, for all of them in the end. When, when does it start to work, uh, getting up in the air? And what clicked uh, that made it work? So uh, there, was one, there was one situation when they... Uh, flew to the aviary again, right after we started yeah so i came back and landed and took paul on my lap yeah in the micro light and uh, wanted to drive with him back to the starting point on the runway yeah and paul's and paul sat on sat on my on my lap really cool and really relaxed so uh, i thought why not start with him on my lap so i did that yeah and he sat there really cool and we gained 1,500 meters, and then I th uh, threw him out of the yeah. microlight, and we flew together in in a really big height. Yeah. And this this was this was crazy. This was really amazing, because uh, with that from that point on, we were able to measure the air on dif in different heights. Yeah. And in in different landscapes, over hills, over the lake, and over streets, where you have different uh, thermal conditions, and so on. That was the point where the whole experiment turned again into something great. Because up until that point, you're thinking, I'm, I'm raising these geese, and, and I have maybe a, a narrow window of time to get them up and flying with me, and it's not working, it's not working. Yes, yes, yes. yes. There's a part when you're taking a few of these geese up and they kind of scatter. The, they're, one's landing in a different spot, another's landing in a different spot, and you're having to try and get back to the ground and find these geese. Yes. Uh, <laughs> how does that go, being able to try to find something? Uh, yeah, they had, they had uh, radio transmitters on their backs. Mm -hmm. So you have a little pinger, which pings in a, on a certain frequency. Yeah. And so you have an antenna in your hand. <laughs> and then you and then then you walk through the cornfield and yeah. and look where the signal is the strongest. And so yeah. we, with the help of my boss Martin Bikelski, who's really keen on on radio tracking, yeah, uh, with with the help of him, we could uh, find them back. <laughs> we we got we got completely lost in the huge cornfield. If you yeah. are in the middle of the cornfield, you got lost. Without yeah. without GPS, you got lost. It's crazy. Uh -huh. it's, you uh, you also take these geese to the park at one point to go swimming with them. And this is a place yes. where other people are relaxing by the water. And, and yes. here you come 
with this whole flock of geese waddling yes. along behind you. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At first, they thought I'm completely nuts. Right. <laughs> there's a, there's an adult man with uh, seven little gooselings right. walking around and 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 speak with them. Wee 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 and ga 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 ga. <laughs> Yeah. doing that strange noises and but uh as as it as it was for me when when i took uh, gloria out of the incubator it mm. was with the other people too they conquered their hearts in a second so yeah. because they're so cute going back to some of the things that the geese taught you along the way one of the things that you write about in this book is them teaching you about radical acceptance about being able to just take things the way they are yes uh, how so um, the point is that there are some plants which which the geese love. I, I I don't know the English words for that plants. Okay. But they have they have some plants which they love, and they always eat them. They go out of the aviary, and the first thing is to look for these kind of plants, and yeah. they eat them. Yeah. Later in the experiment, they had eaten up all of them, and there was nothing left. Yeah. So as a human. You would try to to get to court with the house owner because there are no plants anymore. Yeah. So, and but but the geese didn't care. They they eat simply another thing, and they and and they are not they are not down because of that, or they are uh, sad or something. Just they take they just take life as it is. It just yes. it just goes on. Yes, it just goes on. It just goes on. Uh, yes. Tell me about letting go the moment when you have to start letting these geese off into the world wherever they are going to end up um and being able to say goodbye to them uh to these geese that you've raised since they were hatching from these eggs for, for me i i thought uh, i do it in a in, in a ceremony uh, i release them into the wild yeah. or at the lake and but nature isn't like that yeah nature is uh cruel even uh -huh. cruel to me because they they left me whilst flying and i i couldn't do anything so they left me one one by another they look at you and then they fly away and they're gone so yeah after the experiment uh two of them uh i had only two of them left which was uh, niels and calimero yeah and i brought i brought them to a wildlife park yeah yeah so, where they where they are still so you're looking, you're in those moments, uh, you're looking and hoping the geese are going to maybe look back at you and convey some sense that, that all this has meant something to them too. <laughs> and, uh, yes, but they don't. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. That's nature. In, in, the, in the wild, it's, it just, uh, it's just the same. The parents show them the first migration and after that, they don't care about them. Yeah. They, they split and they're away. There's another moment. Uh, the experiment is over. You're back into the world again so to speak and you're at the grocery store and again something strikes you about the experience tell me about that yes i when i when 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 i uh brought back the rented trailer and i moved back into my into my flat i had to buy something at the grocery store so i stepped in and uh i realized if you look at your energy like a battery and your batteries are full and you I stepped into the grocery and suddenly I had the feeling that my battery is half empty huh. because the, the other humans uh, are 
are are sucking your energy like vampires it it, huh. it was it was crazy they they don't take care of each other they simply walk and looking at their smartphones and there i had that thing with the old lady who wanted to take down a, a glass of, of of jelly yeah uh, and and she couldn't reach it so i tried to i, I walked over to her and, and said do you want this jelly and she she yelled at me and, and said uh, fuck off i'm old but i'm not helpless <laughs> so this was crazy so um yes yeah <laughs> it, it it took a couple of weeks until i i got used to the whole thing really. right the reintegration after yes after the being reintegration away. yes have you managed to keep some of that from before are you different now than you were before and if so how or have you totally just gone back into being sucked up into the the collective mindset of what it means to be human yes i've i've been uh, i've been sucked back up into the whole <laughs> collective yeah <laughs> Uh, but what I gained from the whole experiment is the ability to uh, go out and lean to a tree and uh, grab that old feeling back. After ten minutes, I'm I, I can I can put myself into this old feeling and relax, and this is really really relaxing for me. Michael, thank you so much for your time. I I, I very appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. That's it for the show. Thanks for listening, and I hope you liked it. If you want to know more about Michael, his book, Papa Goose, is out now in English through Greystone Books. If you enjoy the show, you can do me a favor. Hit subscribe, leave a rating and a review, and most of all, tell someone else you think might enjoy the show. Theme music for Story Untold is by Dr. Turtle off the album You Um, I'll Ah. Once again, I'm Martin Bauman, and this was a Story Untold. See you next time.